What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 15 of the VIP Gaming Podcast. My name is Vinny Champ, and with me is the winner of the hot dog eating contest, Michael Goss. How are you? Uh, was I sleeping for this contest? <laughs> I, I hope not, because that would be without consent, and we all know that you need that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, my mouth would probably feel violated. It probably would be with all those hot dog juices and such. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hot dogs are good, and Jason, big fan of hot dogs. Jason, how are you? I'm great, honestly. (laughs) You know, Sunday morning. That's right. You guys miss a quality pre-show that you guys will never see because it doesn't exist as of yet. But uh, I may or may not have slept in about 15 minutes before we were supposed to podcast, so who knows, you know? You know? I'm also a little sick, so if I sound nasally, I'm, I'm not, like, super sick. I'm coming off of a sickness, so it's like I only have the stuffy nose left, but other than that, I sound like a little nasally boy, but we'll be fine, and we will get through it together. There's been a pretty big shit ton of news this week, a lot of delays. Delay season is here. We got some huge news of Sony at E3. Or are they? Uh, Xbox, if they will be at E3, a PS5 reveal could potentially be less than a month away. And like I said, a shit ton of delays. I don't know how we're going to go through them. We might go through them one at a time. We might go through them all at once. We shall see when we get there. Whatever is appropriate. Cyberpunk multiplayer news. Horizon Zero Dawn may come to PC. We'll see about that. Xbox console streaming is going to be a thing. And we're going to round off the news of Bioshock The Collection may be coming to Nintendo Switch. We shall see. Uh, After we do that, we talk about the games that we've been playing, take questions from our lovely listeners and and host. And host, he's got a wonderful question for us today. And then we will round it off by talking about new game DLC announcements, you know, all the fun stuff we do every week. You guys know by now. You guys get it, right? They get it. I think they get it. They get it. Yeah. They probably don't even care. They're like, yeah, well, you know, this introduction, man, you just, just gotta... Just fuck on yeah. with it, Vinny. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I'm fast-forwarding <laughs> two and a half minutes because I don't want to listen to you anymore. All right? <laughs> Anyways, we are going to begin with what I feel is the biggest news story of the week, which is Sony will not be at E3 this year. Came out of nowhere uh, on, like, I think Monday or Tuesday. So Sony came out. Uh, on Twitter, I believe. Or no, sorry, not on Twitter. They said, reported this IGM. They have an entire statement. Let me read it real quick. There's going to be a lot of me reading this episode because there's a lot of statements, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. So I want to give all the context we can. So Sony, what they said to IGN was, after thorough, uh, after thorough evaluation, Sony Interactive Entertainment has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have a great respect for the ESA, which is the people that run E3. Uh, a great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon our global event strategies in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer event events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. content. Uh, we have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to PlayStation 4, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. What do you guys think? Good move, bad move. I, I, I kind of think what they're doing is, when you think about what E3 is, 
it's kind of just all game announcements, or if not game announcements, game news. So if there's not a new game that's being announced, it's a game that is um, already announced that they're just kind of touching upon just to show what it's going to be about. Um, so what I think that the re- their reasoning is for not attending E3, um, it's probably just so that there's not a huge bundle of announcements and if they do it on their own, you know, um, if they kind of set their own agenda for it, then people will probably pay more attention to it rather than getting a bunch of news announcements. You know, so you have like new game, new game, maybe an Xbox announcement, PS5 is coming out, which we all knew. You know, they. I think that they really just want to kind of um, focus on just the PS5 um, announcement and going over what the PS5 has to offer, um, which I feel like cannot be done at E3. Yeah. I, so I'm conflated on this, conflated, conflicted on this. Uh, and I get why they don't want to go. And I, everything you just said, I agree with for a year like last year where they had nothing new to announce. They were like, all right, we've got Ghost of Tsushima, which we've already talked about. We've got Last of Us 2 that we've already talked about prior to E3, so they're like, why go to E3? Why, why do it again and show the same shit? I agree with you there. With that said, going to E3, which is the one time of the year that I think even the public that don't normally play video games or aren't super into video games will... They won't go out of their way to watch each and every press conference, but there'll be so much fucking news going on that main news outlets will like normal news outlets will uh you know tell people about what's going on in the gaming industry at the time so that's my argument to it is that this is the one time of the year that i feel like video games get you know more press than they normally would year round but on top of that like they have a shit ton to announce i mean we know the ps5 exists that's it I don't think we know anything else, really, other than leaks and rumors, which, I mean, take those with a grain of salt. Uh, I think it's an interesting choice. Obviously, you're right. They have PlayStation State of Play, which is essentially the Nintendo Direct, which is, you know, they have their own video that they put on. It's like, you know, for, you know, the past that it's been going through, it's about 30, 45 minutes they normally do it. And they'll just sh- put in all the shit that's PlayStation, and they'll do it. Uh, it's an interesting idea. I, I, I don't know if I like it for selfish purposes, I guess, because I love E3, and I love I love being able to go around and be like, hey, cool, you can take off one day of school or work and then watch everything at once. Not everything, because they go across the weekend, too. But selfishly, I'm upset with it as well because i think now they can do it either they're not going to do it during e3 now now that they said they're not going to e3 they're not doing it at e3 so they're either going to do and I'm, this is my guess they're going to do a playstation say to play probably about a month in advance or they could do it afterwards right because they don't want to get left out of the loop of the conversation either well i they're not going to e3 because a couple reasons that we've already stated but that like you said there's no way they're not gonna they're not gonna be silent because they're not there right yeah you know i think 
it like it, it's it is a very interesting thing to do but if they're scheduling it to do it before would be the better idea and it have to be it would have it would they would have to do it before e3 um and they would have to plaster it all over the place so that they can you know get people noticing like oh they got a thing going on this is where you're going to find out about playstation 5 to get people who don't have a playstation 5 to go watch it you're gonna have to put that everywhere so that people know where to go um other than that i don't think that it's a very good idea to be because like you said e3 is where the community of video gaming gets together and everybody's there yeah for playstation to not be there it's gonna be like you know they're they're just not gonna pay attention to playstation I mean, they weren't there last year, and they did do a state of play beforehand. Pretty far in advance beforehand, too. Because E3 is in, like, mid-June or early June, early mid-June, and they did their state of play about early May, I believe, last year, which they did. And like I said, they had nothing really new to announce, which is fine because if that's the time you don't want to go to E3 is if you have nothing new to announce, why go and waste a bunch of money? From what I've heard, it's like, it's ridiculous how much you have to pay to be on the E3 floor. Like it's $10,000 per square foot. I believe these I've heard, which is a metric fuck ton. And there's a good reason why you would be like, all right, so I could go there and pay 10 grand every foot, or I could make a 30 minute video that probably costs $100,000 instead of spending millions of dollars just to be present in a building, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. That's I, true. I think honestly, Sony just is taking their own direction on how they're announcing things. Um, I don't know if it's because they just understand that if they make a mistake announcing something too early or too in, in the wrong way that it could um, not do so well. Um, but for some reason, you know, like you said, they weren't at E3 last year. They're not going to be there this year. Um, I think that they're just taking a separate direction with how they're doing their their. I- I think this almost confirms that they're not going to E3 again. At the very least, like in general, Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're done until they, if they ever get in second place again. Uh, You know, if Xbox ever takes over, they will have to go back because that's going to be the place where I said all eyes and ears are on it that one time of the year. Right, and um, that could be happening, so... And we'll see. I, I I think it's way too early to say because Sony hasn't said shit. Right. I, it, it's easy to say, and hey, I'm happy about saying it, of Xbox is kicking ass right now, and it's true, at least to me, but that's also the only news from next-gen consoles that we really have because Xbox has come out and said a bunch of shit which is awesome, and I love hearing it. And PlayStation, so far, all they've said is they've got a PlayStation 5 logo, which they reveal for that. And they've been like, hey, we have ultra-fast SSDs that like load you in super-fast, which is cool, and I like that. But that's about all we know. We don't know how much it's going to be. I mean, we don't know how much the Xbox will be either. We don't, we don't even fucking know what the console looks like. So that, that's why I think it's really weird, especially during a console generation where you're selling a brand new console, I feel like that's such an odd choice to dip out of 
E3 right now. Like, again, I get that it, you know, you got to pay so much money for being on the show floor. But it's Sony. Like, they make all of their money in yeah. other places, too. Like, they have the money. Yeah, they definitely do have the money. And it, it seems odd to me to do this just as you're launching a new system and you are uh, presumably you're trying to market to as many people as possible to buy your, your console. Right, and E3 is that place. And, and doing that a month before E3 is odd to me. I don't want to be cynical about this, and I hope I'm not coming across that way, but it, it just seems to me that it's a really... Uh, again, J- J- what Jason said is right, is they definitely are taking on their own direction, and I think you can only do that when you're in first place. Because if, if they were, like I said, if they were in second place, they couldn't go ahead and be like, all right, nope, we're done. See ya, yeah. we're, we're heading out. We're going to go do our own thing, and if you want to watch, you can. If you don't, well, whatever. That's kind of how I feel what they're doing. It, I feel like that kind of... I, I feel like that kind of, you know, just kind of breaks away from the community. And then it's only PS5, PS players going to watch, you know, this conference. Which I don't think they're against, though, right? Because they have the most people. So the most people out of anyone are going to be going there. The difference is, is that I feel like all those PlayStation people will still be paying attention to E3, too. And if Xbox somehow sways them, then it'll be interesting. We're going to go on to the next one that links with this one, and then we'll keep talking because I think it's important to bring in the biggest competitor for PlayStation. Same day this happened, Phil Spencer from Xbox comes out, and he, he comes out on Twitter and he goes, our team is hard at work on E3. We look forward to sharing with all of with all of who love to play what's ahead for us. Our art form has consistently been propelled by the cross-section of creativity and technical progress. 2020 is a milestone year in that journey for Team Xbox, and they're coming, dude. They, they are... I imagine Xbox is so fucking happy that PlayStation's ducking out of this because they have... They're the talk of the town now. Right, the only one other than Nintendo, which they also aren't really on E3, they do their Nintendo Direct. Right, Uh, but they're really the only. Yeah, they're really the only ones that are going to have, other than all the like third-party developers like Ubisoft and, uh, you know, a bunch of the other ones. Microsoft is a big boy. That's going to be at E3 this year, and everyone's going to be eyes on them, especially with how how great I personally thought E3 was last year. I thought their press conference is awesome, and they revealed a shit ton of stuff. And this year now, I got a feeling they're going to come out, and I could be wrong on this, but my scenario would be they come out, Phil Spencer comes out on stage, everyone claps for him because he's the fucking man. He's like, all right, here's Series X. Here's what everything's going to be like. Here's the price. And then let's go through the entire conference and tell you all these games that are coming to Series X. And then we just go through each and every single one of them. And mm-hmm. what all on Game Pass because we own the studio, so they're all coming to you for free, essentially. And I think they can really, really benefit from this PlayStation thing. And I feel like they're going to go balls out now, especially. I mean, I think they would anyway, but I think they're going to, they're even more incentivized to go balls out because. Mm-hmm. 
they're by themselves. You know, with PlayStation pulling out, it gives Xbox um, a bigger time slot, you know? That's more time that E3 has to fill. Right. So Nintendo and Xbox probably split that up. Mm-hmm. And then they can go through all of their stuff. So, like you said, Xbox, Phil Spencer's going to come out. They're like, hey, this is Xbox Series X. This is all of the, you know, the statistics and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, how powerful the Xbox is really going to be. And then these are all the games. Yeah. I, think I mean, great. You know. I don't know about YouTube or viewers or listeners, I guess, but to me, I, you know, although the news is really good to hear and I'm interested in what they have to say and what they have to offer, it really does just come down to when you're about to buy a a console, you know, what at the time the features are. So like... You know, they could say, let's say, for example, like they have, you know, xCloud, right? They could say that they have that. But if, you know, the console's about to come out and they're like, yeah, like, you know, it, it probably will still be a thing, but we're not sure. Or, you know, PS5 maybe is like, yeah, those SSDs, like, you know, that they're good, but, you know, they're not as good as we said. Then I think that that's really going to sway me. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's good to hear all of it um, now, but... Like, I feel like that the research and announcements when the consoles are about to be released is definitely just going to sway my um, decision on it and uh, which one I uh, decide to buy. I mean, the age-old thing is that at the end of the day, other than, you know, the console performing shittily, the which very rarely happens, N64, go fuck yourself, your controller sucked. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I, I think everyone just says, all right, let's go to the platform with the best exclusives, right? Which makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is kind of tying back to last week where people on the internet are so raging pissed that Xbox games are coming to Xbox One still for a couple of years after Series X launch and also PC. But, like, that, that just... All, all these exclusives, if you don't want to pick them up, if you don't want to buy a Series X for all the exclusives, you can still have different ways to play them. And Xbox isn't going to be sad about that. You're still buying their games, whether it's through Game Pass or you're buying them normally. So, yeah, maybe PlayStation will get the more you know consoles out of the gate, which, again, I hope doesn't happen. For, for Again, I'm an Xbox fanboy, if you want to call it that. I've, I've been... An Xbox. I don't even want to say fanboy that because that has a negative connotation to it. Because I love PlayStation too. I'm just a big Xbox fan, and that's where I started. So that's where I tend to lean. Uh, and by no means do I dislike Sony. I mean, I fucking love them. Every single one of their games that came out with this generation, all their exclusives for the most part, have been really good. And I enjoyed more than all the Xbox exclusives, including Halo 5. And that's coming from one of the biggest Halo fans you could probably talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think with Xbox being an E3, they are going to go all out, especially now that they have they're the toast of the show. Everyone's going to be looking at them, and they have they have the headlines, really. Yeah, you know, Xbox couldn't have anyone better. But Phil Spencer. He's great, to be honest. Like, I'm not joking. So there was this guy that was the head of Xbox 
in 2013 when the Xbox One came out called Don Matrick, and he had no idea what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> and every that was, like, generally known. And then apparently, literally, he, he resigned from Xbox, and literally no one knows what happened to him. So that's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> he just kind of disappeared. So And then Phil Spencer came in. And then Phil Spencer has come in and been like, let's do all these incredibly fan friendly moves we're gonna do game pass we're gonna do you know the the play anywhere thing where if you buy one game on xbox you get it on pc too you know all all those things are fucking sick and i think he's been he really has turned around the xbox one from being a piece of shit box to hey i really love this thing and i i don't use my xbox for anything more than tv still but that's also because I have the OG Xbox, which can barely run 1080p games. So, but yeah, I don't know. Any final thoughts on Xbox and Sony and E3 or not being at E3? Um, I mean, to me, you know, I think that just for Xbox to be at E3 and for Sony to not be at E3, it's going to be interesting to see what um, Xbox will have to say um, at E3. I mean, because I don't know about you, but I, for big events like E3, I'm interested in, at what is there. Um, but, you know, for the PS, uh, or for the Sony's, um, you know, their own uh, thing, way of announcing or updating people, um, I'm not really as interested because it happens more often than not. Yeah. Um, so I think it's good that Xbox will be there. Um, but we'll just. We'll see what they have to say and have to offer. Yeah, you know, um, if you know we weren't doing the podcast, I would probably just be watching E3 and nothing else. Yeah, and I feel like that's the thing with most, you know, consumers that are coming in just for the one-time video game news a year thing, right? Where mm-hmm. people will come in, to, they're like, "All right, I know that E3 is the predetermined go here to hear all the news." It's need to know you need to know about right and people are gonna show up yeah people are gonna show up and be like oh sony doesn't make games no more like where'd they go yeah right and if you're not one last thing i will say too that i think gives xbox a really huge advantage is like we said sony almost has to go before e3 now right because if they go after they're gonna look like one that's probably too far away from the conversation so they'll be out of the conversation already but also they'll look like they were just kind of one-upped. But with that said, so they're going to need to go beforehand is my guess. I don't think they could really do anything else other than go beforehand. Uh, with that said. And I would not do it the same day. That's dumb. Oh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Well, maybe, uh, maybe that's their plan is to, you know, get it out of the conversation so that people aren't, you know, oh, Xbox just said this. PlayStation just said this, uh, well, you know, all these different things, yeah. and it can be like, oh, PlayStation's coming out with this and this, you know. I agree with bit. that, but I don't think they want to do that afterwards, where they're like, all right, all the news settled down that everyone's super excited about. Now here's little low PlayStation coming out, and we're gonna tell you some more news. Like, I think they want to do that in ahead of time, like a week or two before E3, yeah. and get all their shit out there. With that said, I think doing that because i assume this is going to be e3 time is where they usually come out and say the price the name of the console xbox has already done some of this but the look of the console 
uh, and they do all that, right? But especially the price. The price is super important because once the price comes out, pre-orders go up. You can pre-order them wherever, wherever the fuck you want to, right? If PlayStation comes out ahead of time and they're the first ones to say it, which I assume they will be, they're going to be the ones that are coming out putting their price to whatever, whether it's 400 500 even possibly 600 with how these consoles are looking so powerful. Uh, I think this gives Xbox the opportunity, like we talked last week or the week prior, video game, or, or I should say Xbox and Sony, don't they don't make much money, if any, and a lot of times they sell their consoles at a loss just to get them into people's homes. If Xbox or if PlayStation comes out and says X price, it could be really interesting to see what Xbox will come out and do. And if they'll be like, all right, let's match their price or even undercut them to try to get those into more people's homes. If the, if PlayStation says 500, let's fucking do 450 or let's do 400 and we'll lose money for it. But we're going to be so much more appealing to a high school student who barely has a eight dollar minimum wage job you know I, I think it's gonna be really interesting yeah can't pretty good can't wait for e3 let's see how it goes moving on to the next story still playstation 5 related there is a potential of a ps5 reveal that will be going on in less than four weeks so preface this story playstation 4 came out also in 2013 as well i believe and when that happened in 2013, they had a February event where they essentially did everything that Xbox did at the Game Awards, where they were like, all right, here's the console, here's what it looks like, here's the controller, here's everything, here's the name, here's all that. So they did that last time they came out with the PlayStation 4. Uh, according to Games Radar, David Jaff, that says Jaff, right? Joff? I don't know. Some, some weird... <laughs> some weird uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's for however you want to pronounce it. David Joff, former developer of God of War and Twisted Metal, which are really two kind of cool franchises to say that you've made, says the PS5 is less than two weeks away. He continued to say, I want to say it's the worst kept secret in the games right now. February reveal like they did for PlayStation 4. He tweeted this out. Uh, Four weeks. Any, you said two. Say that again? You said two weeks. But oh, my bad. Four. I meant four weeks, yeah. Do you guys think this is valid? Do you think this is true? Do you I, think we're getting a PlayStation reveal? I mean, and, they did it last year, and this is kind of the, you know... 2013, you mean? Uh, yeah, right. If they did this in 2013, I would say that there's a pretty high chance that they're going to do it again. I think it's odd they're keeping it such a secret if they are doing it, because I feel like, at least to press, where press will get their invite, you know, a month before it happens, obviously a lot of the times they won't be able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I guess we wouldn't know, but I think it is it is odd and interesting to hear this guy come out that made God of War and Twisted Metal, both PlayStation exclusives, I believe, at least God of War. I don't know about Twisted Metal. I think yeah. it is, though. Uh, exclusive. Yeah. And he's coming out and saying it. So either he's got an invite and he's like, all right, let me stir up some news. And which, I mean, this guy's probably got in trouble if that's the case. But uh, can you really get in with making God of War and 
That's that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. One of their biggest franchises. That's they're gonna go. Point. They're gonna look at him and be like, "Come on, slap on the wrist." But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think the timing is pretty good. I mean, yeah. and, and and you know, if he were to tweet that out, he must know that it's probably coming out soon. So I, that would be my guess too. I think that that could be reasonable. We don't know yet. We'll see. They're less than four weeks. Uh, he said, so you shall see. All right. Now is where we get into a fuck ton of delays that went on this week. And I put the ones that I think th- all three of us are less interested first. And then we will go into ones that I think we are increasingly more interested in. So we are going to go over. I think I'm going to decide we're going to go over each one. And we will say what we want to say about it if we're upset or not. And then we will we will keep going. First delay was Final Fantasy VII got delayed. Original release date was on March third. The new release date is April tenth. So not a long delay. No, maybe a little bit over a month. Yeah. Uh, again, lots of reading I'm going to be doing here. So they're producing. They're producing. The producer. Oh God. Uh, Yoshinori Kitase. I think that's something. Yeah. Good. Provided a statement. We know that so many of you are looking forward to the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's all in caps for some reason. Uh, and have been waiting patiently to experience what we've been working on. In order to ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision and the quality that our fans who have been waiting for deserve, we've decided to move the release date to April 10th, 2020. We are making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply the final polish to the game. Uh, and to deliver you with the best possible experience. I, on behalf of the whole team, want to apologize to everyone, as I know this means waiting for the game just a little bit longer. Thank you for your patience and continued support. What do you guys think? I, I think... Do any of us care about Final Fantasy first well, off? No, not, not really. really. Okay. I actually don't like it that much. But in terms of delaying games, I think that it's not terrible if you're delaying it in such a like you know such a short amount of time like this you know i mean it's not too bad obviously people are going to be like oh that kind of sucks but not the end of the world but i think it's better for a game to wait and be done right and have very good reviews than to have it come out and then have poor reviews because if people wait you know like i know for me right for example last was too delayed right so i a lot yeah (laughs) i i like you know it sucks but i'm still very interested in the game you know i'm still gonna get the game but if it comes out on the first day and people are like yeah it's unplayable you can't do it obviously i'm not gonna play the game so i think i you know obviously you know i think that it's just better as a, a producer as a company to make sure their product is better maybe by sacrificing the time that it comes out over having a, a terrible game. Yeah, you, you don't want games coming out like WWE 2K. <laughs> That's this is this is fair. <laughs> I'm not I even love to defend that game. So I really want to see the the original uh, pictures and photos and videos of. Uh, They're pretty ridiculous. Original. You can still go on there and see them. Uh, but as far as this delay, it's not a bad delay. It's only a month. Yeah. And it, um, they came out and 
they really put it out. You know, he came out respectively and thanked everybody for their time and patience, which is nice. Yeah, I think they did that. I think they did that right. So that was Final Fantasy VII's delay. On to the next delay. Iron Man VR also got delayed. Original date was February 28th. New date, May 15th. The developers at Camouflage on Twitter, that's a really cool developer named Camouflage, uh, on Twitter came out and said, in order to deliver an... In- Sorry, let me start over. In order to deliver on our vision and meet the highest expectations of our amazing community, we've made the difficult decision to move Marvel's Iron Man VR to a May 15, 2020 release. We truly appreciate your patience and understanding. You'll be hearing from us again soon. I got to say, I'm not disappointed this got delayed because I can't play it. I really wish I could play it. This is a PlayStation VR exclusive game, which sucks because... Doing a VR game as Iron Man sounds so fucking cool. It does. I want to play that so badly, but I don't want to shell out $300 for PlayStation VR, especially when I just got an Oculus Quest, which is badass. But yeah. May 15th, though, like that makes me feel like that's when that PlayStation's just going to do their stuff. And a shit ton of games are coming out. Well, I don't know if there are anymore. I haven't looked over them, but there used to be a shit ton of games coming up, but all these delays might have fucked that up. So let me go on to the next one, which I'm personally disappointed in, and it's quite a lengthy one as well. So Marvel's Avengers got delayed. The original release was May 15th, and now the new release date is September 4th, which is quite a meaty uh, delay. They came out with a statement as well. This one's a bit longer, so bear with me. To our fans, at Crystal Dynamics, our ambition has always been to deliver the Ultimate Avengers gaming experience. In order to achieve that goal, we have made the difficult decision to move the release date of Marvel's Avengers to September 4th, 2020. As fans ourselves, it's an honor and a privilege to work with these legendary characters, and we know what these superheroes mean to us and the true believers around the world. When we set out to bring you our vision for Marvel's Avengers, we committed to delivering an original story-driven campaign, engaging co-op, and completing content for years to come. Sorry, compelling content for years to come. To that end, we will spend this additional development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the high standards our fans expect and deserve. The worldwide teams working on Marvel's Ventures sincerely appreciate the support you've shown us. We thrive on your enthusiasm and feedback, and we can't wait to show you more. We apologize for the delay. We're confident it will be worth the wait. This one hurts a little bit more for me. Because I've been very interested in this game. And like Jason said, I 100% agree with the sentiment of I would much rather them delay it, make it a better game, have it come out more polished, have it come out more fun, and not be buggy as all shit. Because that'll detract from my fun that I'll have from the game. Then again, I played Ark for a year and a half straight, and I came in again. So maybe I'm not the person you want to talk to about that. But... Yeah. The... the it hurts because I'm, I'm excited for it. And I have one more point, but I, I, Michael, what do you think? Because I know you're a huge fan of this. I'm, I'm really excited for this game. I'm really excited for this game. I cannot wait. But I, I can wait if they're going to make it that much better. You know, that's, that's a lot of months they can be, you know, fixing whatever they have to fix, making the combat clean, making sure all of their equipment and powers and all that stuff look clean and hit right and do all that 
and make it just the best Marvel game you can, then I'm fine with waiting. I'm I'm ready for this game. The only thing that's weird to me about this, also, Jason, do you have anything on this one before I go into a rant? Um, not particularly with this game. Um, I think after it's delayed, I just want to. After we go through all the delays, I just kind of want to mention something. But yeah. for right now, no, not really. The one thing that I find especially odd with this one, however, is that Marvel's Avengers, they've kind of come out and said, hey, this is going to be like a live service game similar to Destiny or Sea of Thieves or, you know, any of those, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like releasing this in September, what, two or three months before a new console generation is really odd to me where they're coming out and they're going to be like, we're going to support this game for years to come and... It's going to be released two months before Xbox Series X and PS5. Or, yeah, PS5. So, so that makes me think that they're going to make it for Xbox One and Series X, PS4, and PS5. They're going to have to, and I, but I think that's so weird. Is that, like, I, mean, I feel like they could have got away with it if they were in May still. And again, I'm not saying if your game needs the fucking delay, go ahead and delay it. I'm not telling you to not do that. But it seems odd that when you're touting this game as a, this game is going to be running for years to come and we're going to do consistent updates to it for years, it seems odd to do it two months before a new console comes out. Uh, is this for Xbox, PS5, or this, PS4, I mean? This is originally, yeah, Xbox One, PS4, PC, and Stadia is one of the, it's coming to launch for Stadia. Um because the only reason why I think that they could do that is with Xbox and xCloud. Yeah. You know, maybe with the uh, transferable data from Xbox One to the <laughs> new um, Xbox Series X. Uh, but Back compatibility, which has been all but confirmed for both systems, I think. Yeah. I uh, still just think, I, I don't know. It's weird to me. Well, because I, like, let's say I were to buy this. I would not want to buy it, play it for two months, and then buy it on the next console and have to start over because that is dumb. I don't think they'll do that, but what I do think, like, I don't think they'll make you play the game over anything. I think uh, you GTA did that. I mean, GTA also is Rockstar, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. That's, that's, like, that's like Skyrim selling on every single console and everyone buys it every goddamn time. Uh... I think this is a bit different because they're trying to... This is a brand new, I mean, brand new IP, I guess. Not really because it's fucking Marvel, but brand new to video games, really. Because other than Spider-Man, there's never been a big ensemble video game. I mean, I guess Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but I don't know if that really counts. Uh, where you're, you know, that you're doing in this, like... This is, seems like a strictly big game that you play with your friends and you have fun with them and you do. There's constantly shit for you to do every single day you log on. Which I could not wait for. I think that's going to be really fun. I totally forgot my point. Jason said something and I was going off that and I totally lost it. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I was just saying, like, you know, I just don't think that they should make people restart for the newer, newer console that comes out. My guess is they won't do that. My guess is they will say hey, you can use it backwards compatibly, or they'll come out and say, all right, guys, you, you can do that, or you can buy the new Marvel's Avengers, which will probably include some DLC that comes out for it, and they'll say, you get the game, you get the DLC, and you also get all up 
you know, everything. Here's 4K textures. Here's, you know, all that shit. And I'm assuming they're, they're definitely going to try to sell this game again, which is why I'm like, why wouldn't it just make more sense to wait three months to get it on Series X and PS5? But I don't know. I mean, they might sweeten the pot, you know. They, you know, they might, you know, they'll launch it on Xbox One, PS4, and then um, when the new consoles come out, they might, you know, maybe they'll come up with something to go with the game, maybe some DLC stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, but anyways, that's what I would do. I'd maybe come out with a controller skin or yeah. Like that. They'll probably come out with a new character and be like, all right, here he comes, and you can buy him if you... Actually, no, they said all that's going to be free. They'll figure out some way to do DLC. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe but... maybe um, costumes or something like that. Probably costumes, yeah. That one hurts for me personally, but we will see if September 4th... If four months makes a big difference, I hope it does, and I can't wait to see more gameplay of that. Probably the biggest delay of the entire week, though. I'm not as into this game as everyone else is. I'm still very excited for it and can't wait to play it. But I'm pretty excited. I kind of want to get it. Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed. Also, quite a meaty delay as well. The original release date, I guess, was just April. They didn't have a date, which I guess should have been a given that it was going to get delayed, but <laughs> it wasn't. And the new release date is September 17th, which, fuck, Marvel's Avengers is going to get kind of fucked by this game. <laughs> they must be pissed, because they, they came out first and said, alright, we're delaying, and then Cyberpunk did, and now they're coming out a week after fucking Project, or sorry, they're coming out a week prior to Cyberpunk, which I think Cyberpunk is the game that everyone's fucking looking forward to and is losing their shit for. Um, I'm going to vamp for one second, so I can find what Cyberpunk 277 said, and they said... We have important news regarding Cyberpunk 2077's release date we'd like to share with you today. Cyberpunk 2077 won't make the April release window, and we're hoping the launch date... Sorry, we're moving the launch date to September 17th, 2020. We are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. Night City is massive, full of stories, content, and places to visit, but due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all, we need more time to finish playtesting, fixing, and polishing. We want Cyberpunk 2077 to be our crowning achievement for this generation, and postponing launch will give us the precious months we need to make the game perfect. Expect more regular updates on progress as we get closer to the new release date. We're really looking forward to seeing you in Night City. Thank you for your ongoing support. What do you guys think about this one? CD Projekt Red. People that made The Witcher 3. Yeah, well... Briefly, I I was looking at what Cyberpunk was before we started the podcast because I wasn't 100% sure of what it was, but I saw that it was being developed by the people that made Witcher 3. Witcher 3, I know, is a very good game, and Cyberpunk looked like a very good game, so I'm excited for it. You know, I don't know. I'm not one to really care about delays that much. Um, You know, kind of going off that idea that it's just because they're trying to make the game better. Yeah. Yeah. but, you know, I mean, I I think that all these delays just kind of isn't great. But, you know, we'll see what it, we'll, we'll see how it goes when uh, it comes time to it. I hope that they just don't push any of these games back more yeah. than they have. I don't think they can because of next gen. And if they did, it's going to fuck them more than anybody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, this one, 
also hurts a little bit for me, not as much. But again, I would much rather them delay all these games. They could have delayed these games fucking a year and a half, and I would be like, "Well, that sucks." But if they if it makes the game better and it makes the gameplay experience better, and I'm enjoying myself more, then go right ahead and do it. But yeah, and September seventeenth. I feel like that statement was like the least professional out of the ones that you've read. They also seem to be more like that that dev team that's like, hey, we're your cool uncle, and we're just going to come out and tell you how it is. We're just going to tell you how it is. But I don't know how true that is. Uh, I think uh, just for delays in general, um, you know, one example that I could think of would probably be WWE, uh, you know, coming out. (laughs) If, if, If they were to delay that game by, let's say, a month, and, you know, do some extra work on it and everything like that. You know, it would come out. I know that the WWE um, title isn't huge, but people do play it. Um, but now it's just got a terrible rep um, rep for it. Sure like, does. I know for me, I would never buy that game. Never in my life because of what I've heard. Um, I have bought WWE games in the past, but now sure that I know, yeah, now that I know that it's tanked, I'm not. I'm, I would never buy that game. So I think that delays are just better for a game in general, because uh, I would hate to see a good game come out that did very poor because they just didn't do some extra work on it. Yeah. Right. But uh, I. What's, what's that? No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say uh, what I do kind of dislike though is how gaming for this kind of stuff has become more accepting. So, like, when I was younger, I feel like that there was never such a thing as, like, delaying a game. I mean, you know, it obviously would happen, but not as much. And I also think that updates have really affected games because now people can come out with games that are kind of trashy at first. And, like, oh, you know, our bad, we'll fix it, we'll update it, you know, my bad. But back then when there wasn't updating games, you know, if your game wasn't 100% perfect – then you the game couldn't be played couldn't be bought you know so yeah. i think that the delaying although i think is reasonable it kind of sting you know it's just kind of terrible for where um games are now and where they should be going i think that the target should be to not allow delaying but if they have to then they then they can't i agree and i think that it's true. I think what they do, though, is these good companies like CD Projekt Red. I'm not going to say good companies because that, that sounds shitty. But people that really care about their games are coming out and delaying them because they don't want to come out on day one with them being a shitstorm, right? Every game nowadays almost has always a day one patch where they're like, all right, here, here's all the content that we weren't able to finish before we put it on the disc. So here's the patch and you know, you download the game but you still got to get a patch for it, right? Mm-hmm. Which like all right, which you're right. That is a I guess a downfall of video games nowadays where like you said they can come out and be like, "All right, we don't have enough time to finish it up and they don't want to delay it." So here you go. Um but yeah, I think that's it's a good point. I think it just takes away from the perfecting you know, aspect of it. You know, they're like, okay, this game's coming out. We know that there are a couple things wrong with it. Or even if something, like, what I find odd 
is how a game comes out and it almost seems like it's never been bench tested. You know, it almost seems like that they've never even played the game before releasing it. So like for the Halo Master Chief collection, you know, you we buy the game, try and play multiplayer. It's completely, un- you can't find a game, completely unplayable. And it's almost disappointing when things like that happen because uh, you buy this game and you think, well, you know, it must be okay, you know, even if there's a couple problems, you know, I'm sure that it's going to be at least playable, but with games like Halo Master Chief Collection, it really wasn't. That one, I think, is a little different, and I don't disagree with you. They definitely should have figured out some way to figure that out. But I do think that kind of problem's harder for them to figure out because they can't just be like, all right, here's 10,000 people to play the game all yeah. at once. You know what I mean? No, so I that one's obviously a little different, but the one game that sticks out in my head for being a perfected game that came out now is God of War. And I'm not saying that to be, you know, oh, God of War's the best ever, but legitimately I don't think I ran into a bug in that game. And it was day one it came out. Mm-hmm. Day one it came out, there was like zero bugs. It was nearly a perfect game, if I dare say a perfect game and probably my favorite single-player game of all time. And that's because, like you said, they came out and it was so polished, and it was the story was great. Obviously, all the actual gameplay stuff and the story was good, but if you, if you aren't thinking about bugs in a game, that means they did something great, and they, they did something really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with all these delays and being able to just update the game afterwards has made developers a bit lazy. So that they just go, oh, you know, we just got to get this game playable and put it out there, and then we'll fix it after. I think that's the case. In th- that, so, yes. I think you mean publishers, though, and I'm not saying this to be a dick. Yeah, but yeah. publishers are the people that are coming out and being like, hey, we need you to put this game out by X date, and if you don't, we're going to, like, you know, cut half the staff because we need to get it done. And they'll be like, oh, okay. So... I think public because publishers like Activision are the ones that are like Call of Duty. You need to be a yearly release, and if you're even off by a little bit, we're going to be really pissed. And so that becomes the whole. There's a whole conversation going on right now. I for, I didn't put it in the news because I forgot about it, but there's a whole conversation now with all these delays. People are saying, "Well, we'll this reduce on crunch time." So crunch has been a huge thing in video games as of like this last year or so. It's become a big discussion point anyway, where people are working like 70 to 80 hours a week on video game. Like devs of video games are working that many hours a week. And people are like, is this okay? And people are like, no, it's not. But it just kind of comes the comes with the, you know, the job description, even though it's not in there. So that, that's like a big thing that people are talking about now and delays are actually cyberpunk came out and said this they were like i mean i'm not gonna lie to you yes there are gonna be we are gonna be crunching even with the delay because the whole point we needed to delay was because we didn't have enough things done and we need to get all those things in as fast as possible which is why you know it sucks and i just i don't think that people should be forced to do 80 hour works weeks they shouldn't. They shouldn't be like, all right, you you got to come in eighty hours or else you're fired. Uh, I think you should still only do whatever you need to. But if you're passionate, I assume many of these people are passionate about what they're doing and what the game they're creating. And I assume if they're doing that, they're going to be 
doing it because they want the game to be as best as it can be. Mm-hmm. So that's Cyberpunk. Won't be here until uh, September 17th. We got one more Cyberpunk news story, which this one is kind of whatever. Uh, Cyberpunk, before it comes out, and they've talked about it, they are doing a multiplayer mode. They already said it's not going to come day one with Cyberpunk. Uh, but now we know it won't even be here until at least 2021. So they came out. They said to IGN after the delay, they said we received news that Cyberpunk 2077's multiplayer should not be expected until after 2021. So, okay, whatever. I don't think anyone's here looking for that game to be a multiplayer game anyway. That's no. probably also one of the things that they delayed for is that they got to get all this stuff done for the regular game and then the. They, they also have to continue working on getting this multiplayer set up. I think their core concern is the single-player game because that's, you know... Of course, that's their game. That's their forte with The Witcher 3, which I, I've considered jumping into so many times because everyone says, almost like what I said with God of War, for being a nearly perfect game and having all these really cool moments. I think they're trying to capture that magic in the bottle again for cyberpunk and they don't want to fuck it up by focusing too much on multiplayer over single player or vice versa right so cyberpunk multiplayer won't be here until 2021 which seems like a very far time but that's all your delay is delay season he was here hopefully it's done because if doom eternal gets deleased i'm gonna be pissed because i'm really excited for that game comes out much oh well halo is gonna be on that on the delay schedule yeah, no, it's not. Oh. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, they can't delay okay. Halo. It comes out day and date with Series X. I'm so excited with Halo. Anyway. anyway. I, yeah. I hope it's a redemption like Call of Duty was. We'll see. We'll see. On to the next news story. Reports say Horizon Zero Dawn, PlayStation 4 exclusive, is going to come to PC. So this is funny. This is the same day as the Cyberpunk news. Jason Schreier, who's a really popular writer at Kotaku, was like, hey guys, I got some really bad news. Cyberpunk 2077 is getting delayed. And then like an hour or two after he said that, Cyberpunk devs came out and were like, yeah, it's getting delayed. Sorry, guys. And then he's like, but don't worry, guys. I got some good news for you. And then he wrote this article. So Kotaku has reported that three people familiar with Sony's plans are playing or are saying Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a PS4 exclusive, is going to be coming to PC. The sources spoke anonymously because they weren't allowed to divulge the information, of course. Uh, Kotaku also said that Horizon Zero Dawn will be available on both Steam and Epic, so people that get pissy about Epic don't need to be if this actually happens. And like I said, Horizon Zero Dawn, this would be the very first Sony exclusive by a first-party publisher, which is Sony Worldwide Studios, that would come to PC. What are you guys' thoughts? I'm fucking hyped. I hope yeah. This game looked amazing and so if it comes to pc it's going to be fantastic yeah i really hope this is true too fighting robot dinosaurs sounds really fun and i want to do that game yeah okay i have i have it on playstation 4 and i haven't really played it because i turned it on once and it was like 30 frames and again i know i'm a stickler for it and i'm a piece of shit you can call me whatever but having to play in 30 frames of the controller turns me off a bit and if I can do that in 60 frames 4K with a controller or a keyboard and mouse, like, that just makes my day a lot better. Uh, people are really... It was really funny because in my head when I heard this announcement, I guess, not an announcement, rumor, 
whatever you want to call it. Uh, in my head, I was like, huh, I wonder how all these PlayStation fans are feeling about this after last week bitching about how Xbox One or Xbox Series X games are going to become an Xbox One and PC. I wonder how they'll feel about that. And they're not happy. And I don't know why, because it makes no sense to me. Because, sure, this game is coming to PC probably three years after it came out, number one. And number two, if this does anything, this only helps PlayStation 5 because someone like Jason, who wouldn't have played it on their PS4, is now coming out to PC. He plays it. He fucking loves the game. And Horizon Zero Dawn 2, which is the rumored first game to be coming to PlayStation 5, comes out, and they don't make that a PC game. Jason, Jason will be like, damn, maybe I gotta go get a PS5, because Horizon Zero Dawn was fucking sick. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I feel like it only benefits Sony to put this game on PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand why people are so stuck up on exclusives. You know, like, I just, I think it's, for a game, it's just better if it's released on every platform. Like, you know, I mean, obviously I get it for companies to release exclusives specifically so that people might buy their product. You know, yeah. so like, for, for Last of Us 2, I know I really want to get the PS5 just because of Last of Us 2. Um, but That's I don't... What? That's on PS4. No, Last of Us is. Wait, Last of Us 2? Last of Us 2 will be, too. It's coming really? out. Here. Oh, I did not. I thought it was. I thought it was because it was. Was I thought it was delayed to twenty one. So that was my no. mistake. Um, but I don't uh, want, there will be some oppressive version of it that'll be like, yeah. all right, here's your eight K textures. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyway, so if, if there was a game that were to come out on um, PS4, you know, it would probably that I wanted. I'm sorry, PS5. I'm getting all jumbled now. PS5. If there were a game to come out on PS5 that I really would want, it would really lean me towards buying it um but if it were to come out on pc i would still probably buy the game but i would not buy the console so i feel like that's why they have exclusives but as a person who just loves to play certain video games if they didn't have exclusives i think it would be fantastic for the actual people who are buying these products I mean, there's always going to be exclusives. I like. I, I I don't disagree that exclusives are just uh, they're they're anti-consumer. I don't know how you can put that any other way. They're like, all right, play it here, or else you can't play it anywhere else. But no one looks at it that way, and they're like, oh wow, there's an incentive to buy it there. Again, I'm not saying Microsoft or Sony are dickheads for self-funding their own games and publishing them only on their systems. Like, that's fine. And I don't disagree with them for doing that. Like, a, a lot of people were pissed at Oculus for doing that a long time ago where a game like uh, Robo Recall, which is one of the biggest Oculus Rift games, came out. And the people on Vive are like, I'm pissed. I can't play it. And Oculus is like, well, I mean, we self-funded it. We... we put all the money into it no one else did so why should it be anywhere else and i don't disagree with that logic but with that said they can make a shit ton more money by making it more accessible to more people and you can build hype around that horizon zero dawn you can buy for like five or ten bucks on playstation 4 right now Mm-hmm. But people that either don't have a PS4 or haven't found the time of day to want to play it on PS4 comes out on PC will probably be $60. A lot of people, I bet you, will still buy it. 
including maybe me, because I would like to play it in this in the highest fidelity possible. And you know, it give, PC gaming gives you the most customization out of any consoles. And I'm not saying that is a negative thing or not, but it gives you whatever you want to do, you can do it as long as you put the money into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I hope it's true. Well, I think what they do is they just kind of release exclusives at first just to kind of grab people and try and pull them into their their sort of uh, release platform. But then they do things like this where three years later they release it on PC because they're probably trying to make a little bit more money, but they just want it as an exclusive just to kind of get people to buy their uh, console. And Death Stranding this year in the summer is coming to PC too. That's already confirmed. So I got a game that last year it's going to be coming out to PC mm-hmm. next year. So. I got to play that. I, I'm excited. I want to try it too. I also need to borrow Luigi's Mansion 3 from you. Yeah. I need to do that. Uh, next story. Xbox console streaming is now available worldwide. So this is the xCloud beta. And it is now available to everyone. There's not really much news here other than saying that exists. I think you need to, you need to be an Xbox insider to do this, which... I think literally all you do is sign up on their website and they're like, hey, you're an Xbox insider. And then you can do it. So if you guys have ever wanted to try this, go right ahead. You now can. It's available worldwide. So go right ahead. Really cool. I can't wait till xCloud isn't officially out and it's like really good. And, you know, I, I can't wait for that. It's going to be really fun. Uh, next story, Bioshock of the Collection has been rated for Nintendo Switch. So this has been kind of a developing story that's been going on through the entire week. But Bioshock the Collection in Taiwan was rated for the Switch. And people are saying this suggests for an official port of the remastered FPS trilogy. And then a little bit later in the week, it has also seemingly been rated in Brazil and Korea as well. And people saw like box art and like the, bo- the, the back of the box. And it said that it includes Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite with all the DLC for each game. Cool? I think it's cool. I have I only played Bioshock 1 and 2. Wanted to play the rest. Or Is it just Bioshock Infinite? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just don't follow that game that much. Uh, but that would definitely... I would 100% buy that on Switch because uh, maybe actually... I don't know. It's tough. I don't, the thing is, I think it's a weird game to be coming out on Switch because a lot of times, any first-person game comes to Switch. I'm like, I don't know if that's how I'd want to play it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Uh, Ooh, could you imagine if it came to Oculus? That would be cool. That would be, be cool. Bioshock One is one of my favorite games of all time too. I don't know where I'd put that on a list, but Bioshock One has so much nostalgic value with me because I was like, I want to say that was probably one of the first like horror games I've played. And I guess it's not really a horror game. It's more of like a... Thriller? No, but it, Thriller, survival yeah, horror. It's got like know. darker theme to it. Yeah. Bioshock Infinite does, but in a different way. I haven't played it all the way through. I haven't played much of it at all, actually. I didn't like the setting personally, but that was probably just me being a dumb teenager. And I was like, hey, it's not underwater. It's in the air now. So I'm going to be pissed because it's like in a cloud city or whatever the fuck. So I was like, I don't like that. I, I liked it in the water better with Big Daddies. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would. I mean, this makes me want to try Bioshock Infinite more than anything. But I can see this happening. Well, it's tough because 
on one hand, I like it being on the Switch because, you know, I can maybe lay down and play it, or I could bring it somewhere, like, on the plane and play it, you know, like, it's gonna be, it's portable, and it's, you know, fun, so I might be tempted to just kind of relax and play it, but on the other hand, I know that my PC, it can handle it so much better, and it's gonna look so much more beautifully on the PC, so... It's kind I mean, of even PlayStation. Yeah, so it's like, you know, if I were to buy it, would I really buy it on the Switch or would I buy it on my PC? You know, but then I also don't get a lot of time to play on my PC because I'm not home a lot. You know, it's it's tough. It's a tough uh, decision to make, but it's really enticing though to, uh, you know, think about buying it on the Switch. I think it's cool to see a bunch of all these third-party games coming to switch whereas before like nintendo platforms would get like zero games that weren't their own because their systems notoriously couldn't handle it mm-hmm. and the switch isn't a god or a or a big powerful machine either but it's powerful enough that you see games like uh you see games like this come out onto it you see games like doom and wolfenstein and shit come onto it so like i think it's cool for people that don't have any other consoles and they only have a switch but i feel like if you have anything else i would rather play it there and that's not saying it to be a dick or anything but i feel like if you want to play these games in the, the best way possible you're probably going to be like all right i'd rather play it on my xbox in 1080p instead of 720 with frame rates jumping all over the place on my switch right i i i was never really into uh i mean i played the i think i played a little bit of the first bioshock and it was a cool game cool concept all that but i didn't really i finished it i don't think i really got that far but it was still pretty good um but like you said i i wouldn't want to play this game on the switch it's, yeah. it's a console game or PC game. Um, but do you remember when Blackout uh, Black Ops came out? It also came out on the Wii. Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> like, I I didn't play it on, on the Wii, but I can only imagine, like, what that must have been like. And probably not very good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it would have been like either, but I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see. I assume this is going to happen, especially because throughout the week it came out and was rated in other places too. So I assume it'll happen. But that's all the news this week. And a lot of delays. A lot of delays. Big E3 news. We'll see how that goes. I can't believe E3 is like five months away already. I feel like I just remember watching E3 last year, so it's crazy. I read on the paper here, it says, plug the podcast social media, and I'm going to do that. And guess what? You can now just go to VIPGamingPodcast.com, everyone. You can go there. It redirects you to a wonderful site where you can listen to all of our shows. Or it also shows you where you can access our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you say YouTube. Um, That's a little tease. We're not going to say anything else. Just keep in mind that we uh, do have a YouTube. That's all I'm saying, all right? That's it. But VIPGamingPodcast.com is now a thing. If you have any friends, and I do, go tell them. I don't. Go tell all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, Jason? You're a co-worker. You're a co-worker. That's it. Co-host. Co-worker. 
I, I might be seeing you today, but you're you're simply just simply you're just a cog in the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, I'm very happy we have VIPGamingPodcast.com. So go there and, uh, yeah, tell everyone about it. This is where we talk about video games we've been playing. And we start always with Michael. What have you been playing, brother? A um, little bit of Star Wars. They added yep. the um, orange lightsaber. Yeah. I'm je- I guess I'm not jealous because I had it because I actually don't know why I had it. Pre-order? Unless it was it a pre-order. I thought it was like a deluxe edition thing. Uh, yeah, could have been. I think I had it, so I didn't get the deluxe edition. So pre-order it though. Yeah, like a day <laughs> in advance. Yeah, pre-order. You got it for pre-order, but now uh, now it's for everybody. So the orange lightsaber sick. That's like what I use for most of the game. I I haven't played a ton of it yet. I kind of just went in, was like, oh, that's a dope lightsaber, and then turned it off because I was busy. Yeah. But um. My plan is to go back in there uh, probably later today. Yeah. Anything else? That's it? That was it. I need to finish that game, dude. I need to talk I to someone know. about it. I need to play that game. <laughs> I do, <laughs> dude. I'm going to finish it so that Jason can play it. It's so good. Jason, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been continuing my playthrough of Skyrim. Nice. Uh, Are you through for dying, everybody? Yeah, actually, I don't know. It's it's really odd. So I've been doing the two-handed play, um, you know, where I just use two-handed weapons and heavy armor. And for some reason, I'm doing very poorly. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason, I, I have a hard time living. And then I end up dying and then going back, like, 20 minutes, and I'm like, man, this sucks. Yeah, that so, always pisses me off. So what I do is I'd Fusro Da. Like, it's kind of funny that you say that, because I actually have been doing that. I'd use my Fusro Da to knock them down, <laughs> go and try and kill them in the first, like, three seconds that they are down. Fusro Da, step, step, step. Fusro yep. Da, step. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I'd run away, and then I, I once it would charge up, because it's a fairly short shout to charge up, I would just do it again and then keep hitting them. So I don't know why, but I've been doing very bad with that. I never do a two-handed playthrough. I almost always do the archer with um, one-handed. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. Interesting. Does it still hold up, Skyrim? I haven't played Skyrim yeah. since like 2012 or whatever the fuck it came out. Well, it's really tough to say because I have it on so many different things. And on PC, I feel like it's the best because there are mods. Well, I, I guess I know that there is for the Xbox, but it's like weird. You have to buy a special edition or something like that in order to yeah. put mods on. And I don't know how to put mods onto it personally on Xbox. But, you know, it's it's refreshing to play on the PC because you do have the mods and you can put in a bunch of things into the game that are really nice. So I know I had like a, a better water um, uh, graphics. Uh, mod so the yeah. water looked fantastic i know i added like newer weapons um i made it so every single time i stealth hit someone it would say um surprise motherfucker <laughs> like from dexter <laughs> you know um that's a big meme uh and so <laughs> it, it would like whenever you'd su- sneak and then hit someone when you weren't found it would put that on and so it's it's fun to play on pc and i feel like it's it holds up when you put mods on it and when you play on PC. But in terms of actually just playing the base game, it's kind of boring because you, yeah. you, you know, it's the same exact storyline. Right. 
Whatever happened to like Ghostbusters game? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like <laughs> it, it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but I have a tendency to buy games, play them, and if they're not outstanding, I just kind of like eh. I play them yeah. for like an hour and I'm like. Eh. I feel that. I don't know why, and I've noticed that actually more recently now that I'm older. And I don't know if that's because maybe it's time or maybe it's because there are a lot of different options to play video games. Yeah, or both. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I've been noticing that a lot more, and I wish that that would stop. I yeah. really just need to play more games throughout, like through and through. Yeah. Too. I do that way too often where I play a bunch of games and then a whole bunch more come out that I really want, and I buy those games. And I totally forget about the other games I was playing and play the yeah. those ones I just got, and then more are gonna come out, and I forget about those ones, and it's just a, it's just a poor cycle. It's yeah. bad. It's not ideal. But uh, Ghostbusters, when I was in Vegas, was one of the only machines I won on. So, I now I'm a big fan of Ghostbusters. Love Ghostbusters. Favorite, <laughs> favorite movie series of all time. I love it. Uh, I've been playing surprisingly a fair amount of games, and this is only from like. Thursday to today because I've been in school all week. Fuck school. I'm just kidding. Actually, funny story. I'm doing a directed study, which I didn't know what that was until this week. And I'm now doing a directed study course on video games and narratives. So that'll be fun. That's we'll cool. See, see how that goes. But uh, I first played Devil May Cry 5, which is on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, very cool game. Didn't play much. Played about an hour and a half. Most of this is cutscenes, I'll be honest, but it's really fun. Uh, it is a more hack and slashy kind of game, but it's got one of those things like you know hack and slash, but do combos too, and you can do like a move where you throw them into the air, you slash them in the air, throw them down, you can jump on other people. It's really cool. I uh, I honestly don't have much to say about it. I've never played a Devil May Cry game, so all the characters to me are completely new. Isn't Dante in this game? No. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. There's some people in this game. You guys can let me know. But it seems cool. I actually might jump back into this. And the fact that it's on Game Pass also, it's a crazy deal. Um, played the Sea of Thieves new update. I forgot what it's called. Legends of the Sea, I think. What Very. You, huh? I'm curious. What is, what is the new update? Uh, to be honest, it's kind of weird, and I don't really know how to describe it. So basically. If you've noticed in the game before, there's a bunch of times where you'll come across these random names in the world. And the, uh, you know, you'll see a bunch of names in the world where, like on a little, I don't know, a fucking barrel, someone's name will be carved in it. And this was from people like winning competitions prior to the game, or it'll be like people that were big beta testers or something. And basically, they're now sending people to each of these locations to go see them and sightsee. And they give these things called gilded voyages, which are basically just super juiced up voyages where they give you a fuck ton of uh, chests to go dig up or really high quality ones. So like I did one on stream this past weekend where I did the legendary Athena's, you know, voyage or whatever the mm -hmm. fuck it's called. And you normally, at the end of the thing, you'll do a bunch of different islands, and at the end you get one Athena's chest. That's when you got a fuck ton of chests in a shorter time, and you got three Athena's chests, which is a shit ton of time that you save, because normally that's like a two to three hour excursion just to get one, so you got three there. So, pretty cool stuff there. 
Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't do any of the name stuff. I need to go back to it because I didn't really get what it was before I jumped into it. I should have read the patch notes first, but I didn't. Um, but I'm definitely going to jump back in because I love Sea of Thieves. Next game I've been playing a fair bit more of. Not a whole lot, but I figured enough that I could talk about it. It's Asgard's Wrath, which if you remember, I talked about this. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. This is a VR game on PC, so I had to use the Oculus Link with the Oculus Quest. And it's that game where you're a god. You can, like, go into humans and become them. Mm-hmm. So, you were telling me that. you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah you, 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 you become these humans, and you basically embark on their journeys, and you try to help them out. And I've started to get into more gameplay and less tutorial now, which is cool. Uh, it's really good looking. Like, it's a beautiful VR game. And you've got your little... I've got now two different... Um, what the fuck you call them? Not sidekicks, but you, you get my point. Uh, you get two of these dudes now. So now I got one guy that's a walking shark, essentially. He's got a big old shark head. And the other one's a big old walking turtle, which is really fun because a lot of the times there's like these puzzles where you got to get across this one area. And <laughs> a lot of the times what's blocking you is this like stream of fire that's constantly getting shot. And you're just like, hey, turtle guy, can you go put up your... Uh, your turtle shell against that and let me through. He's like, yeah, boss, I got you, man. And then he just stands there and takes the heat. And I'm like, hey, thanks. Appreciate it. It's a really cool game. I, uh, it, It's hard for me because I like it a lot. This is one of the first games that they've come out and been like, hey, this is like a 40-hour game. So it's like an actual game that you can go out and play. But the the issue is, and I've said this before, is I don't know how long you want to be in VR. A lot of the times I'll do this for an hour at a time, and I'm like, it's really cool. But one, if I'm standing for an hour doing video games, it's not like you're just standing. You're actively moving around and doing shit. So, like, that can tire you out quickly. Or if you're sitting down and playing, a lot of the times things won't work properly. Like, you, you have to you holster your sword to your right. And a lot of the time, because I'm in, like, a swirly chair with arms, on it, like I'll be like, eh, I gotta reach around and try to hope I can get it from my holster, and it's kind of a pain in the ass, and that will turn you off too. So, it's really cool. I, I will continue playing it because it's a really cool game, and also I paid forty dollars for it, so I'm gonna keep playing it for that as well. But it's a really cool game, and uh, I recommend if you have an Oculus to go pick it up. Last game I've been playing, which is gonna come out of fucking nowhere, and I. I don't know how this actually i do know how this happened i'll go into it but star wars battlefront 2 all right this game came out like two years ago it's only really two different. years it's the newer one not the yeah not the the one. yeah it is the newer one uh and yes it's been two years which is kind of crazy because i remember when that game first came out and i think even got mainstream news with how bad the loot boxes were and those essentially don't exist anymore. So basically, hold on. I decided to play this because I was watching a streamer from basically a friend of Kind of Funny Games who do podcasts as well uh, was streaming. And I was like, I'm going to watch them. And I was like, you know, this game looks really fun. And I remember it having a lot of issues before, but I've heard they've done a lot of cool updates to it. I started playing it last night after 
apparently my origin account got hacked and someone in like freaking Taiwan had it. And I was like, oh, well, that's unlucky. So I was on customer support for like an hour and a half. So that was a pain in the ass. But uh, after that was done, I installed Battlefront 2. And boy, did they add a shit ton to this game, dude. Almost anyone from the Star Wars universe that is like kind of important is a hero in this game now. They added uh, Count Dooku. They added uh, Obi Wan. They added uh, they added a shit ton of people. They have Ray and they have Ray. They've got Kylo. They've got Finn. Not Poe. I don't know. I wish they had Poe. Poe's fucking Poe. Poe's probably one of my favorite from the newer uh, Star Wars. But yeah, they've got Anakin now. You can play as Anakin too. They they added a shit ton of things since I played. And loot boxes are exclusively cosmetic now. You don't earn them either. You literally buy the loot box and it'll open. Strictly cosmetic. Nothing else to do about it. The only thing that sucks, and I don't think this is... I mean, this is more of a my fault thing, I guess, than anything, is that the game relies heavily on these, like, abilities that you can unlock, right? And you unlock those by playing the game. Or... Like, I, there's different weapons you can get for each class. So there's heavy, officer, one that's essentially a sniper class, I don't remember what it's called, and one that's just assault, which is like, you know, just imagine if you had an AK-47, you're running around. Um, and you can unlock new weapons, but you unlock these new weapons by getting kills with your current weapon of that class. And without having good star cards, which are ba- basically your perks... Without having good ones of those, it's really tough. At least for me, I'm I could just be shitty at the game. I was getting real pissed last night at it, uh, where I just constantly get killed because I feel like everyone else has, you know, the best shit that you can already have. Because like I said, the game's been out for two years, so people that have been playing and that are still playing now are probably much more uh, into it or yeah, advanced into it. And they've been playing it a lot longer than I have, but. Even with all that said, like, it's still really fun and still draw me back. And I honestly, I don't know if either of you two have, but I'd love to play it because that was, it, I can only imagine it'll be really fun. I've been having, this past week or two, I've been having issues with, you wouldn't know it by what I talk about, but I've been I've been having issues with trying to get myself invested in the game again. I haven't played DVD in about two weeks because I was just getting so fucking burnt from the same cycle over and over and getting shit on as a killer. And survivor queues are like 10 minutes long right now, and it's they need to fix something. But So I've been trying to find that void, and I think Battlefront 2 might be that. I'll be honest. I, I really think it would be really fun to play with somebody, but I, yeah. it's really fun, dude. You know, I I saw recently it just a game popped up on me, and that I really should play again because it was a dope game. Um, Anthem. Ooh, that's a controversial opinion. I know. I well, I, me and you played it for a little bit, and it was really cool, but. It was cool until the story's over. Yeah. Because there's nothing to do. And they have they've been so, so quiet about this game that I feel like they just said, All right, it came out, a lot of people hated it, most people hated it, and we're just gonna forget it exists. And they've done almost nothing to it. And it really sucks because there were so many good things about the game. 
There was so much potential for that game that they the just flying didn't. was the most the, the best way I've ever felt like Iron Man in a video game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really big compliment to give. And yeah, they just they they didn't capitalize. They didn't, they didn't take advantage of the situation and it really sucked because they could have. And the game the core gameplay I thought was fun. But when you do nothing after the game comes out, like there's no content after the game comes out. Right. Like the second I finished the story, I was like, I'll go try one of these missions. And I did one. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll go do that a bunch of 30 times. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I just stopped. Yeah. It sucks because I really liked the idea of it. And I was super into the idea of the game too. Like I was a big supporter of it prior to release. And then. Right. Me. Me too. I was with you. We bought that game same day, I think. Yeah. It was fun, but I, I rumors are saying that they're going to do a total revamp, and one day they're going to come out and say, all right, we're completely redoing it, kind of like Battlefront 2 did, and we're going to completely change it and make everything better. I don't know if it will happen. I hope it does, but we shall see. I don't know. Um, Just to add real quick, I feel like that there's kind of some controversy with uh, blue boxes. I feel like Star Wars Battlefront 2 was, like, that highest point of, like, no, loot boxes should not be a thing. Um, which, like, I have no problem with cosmetic stuff because, like you were saying, you know, it doesn't affect gameplay. But, like, that Star Wars Battlefront 2, the newer one, made news with, with the loot yeah. boxes. Like, it was bad how how terrible those loot boxes are. Like, it was actually in the news that yeah. Battlefront 2 had the boxes that were terrible. They force people from, I mean, again, this is two-year-old news now, so this is all fuzzy in my head. But I remember people saying that, it, like, it took, like, 20 to 40 hours just to unlock a Vader, and that's one hero out of however many they had at launch. Yeah. And if you and if you got to grind the game to play, like, 600 hours just to unlock the heroes, like, mm-hmm. there's something, there's an issue with your progression yeah. system. Yeah, I remember it was something like that, like, you had no heroes at start, or maybe you had like one at start, and yeah. you'd have to play like 10 hours to unlock one. Like, I remember it was just really like people added that up because it wasn't, I think, randomized. I think it was kind of like a sort of progression thing yeah. where, you know, it, the more loot boxes you have, the higher of a chance you have to unlock a hero. So it was something like that, but it was really bad at first. I remember, um, huge issue. I'm pretty sure that they took it away like a week later. They're like, yeah. Yeah, for the record, they're all available now. You can play all of them now. They also added Yoda and General Grievous. I forgot to mention them. Oh, I would love to play as General Grievous. Yeah, it sounds really fun. And I read up this morning because I'm, I'm not even joking. Even talking about it now makes me want to stop the podcast and go play because I've been having so much fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh they also, I believe, they said they're adding BB-8 at some point, and I'm like, that'll, that'll be fun. I don't know how that's going to work, but um, I mean, they have Yoda, and he's already fucking small as shit and a pain in the ass to kill. True, but, but Yoda's uh, a, a Jedi versus BB-8. Yeah, a droid. droid. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, it's not cross-play, right? Like you had, I don't think so. I want but I, you guys, I'd have to get it on PC. Yeah, and the thing is, it's so long out that I bet you you could get it for like 10 bucks. I don't know how much it is. Right now, I would have to look, but I can't imagine it's that much on Origin there. But it's a really good game. Like, it's actually a really good game now, and I could see this 
replacing my itch for games like Call of Duty or you know games like that. I think it could replace that itch. I was gonna say Halo, but nothing will ever replace Halo in my heart. It'll always be there. Anyways, that's all the games I've been playing this week. Now we move on to questions, and we got questions from Michael. We got questions from Turn Down for What, but we we always start with and holy fucking shit did this guy write a series of books? Is the Coleslaw Chronicles? Chill. I like that you said series of books, and the first word I saw when I looked down was Twilight. Yeah, and also he begins with long story short, so that's funny too. <laughs> I I was gonna mention that too. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So. <clears throat> Let me get my reading voice on. Let me get my reading glasses. All right, here we go. You ready? Bear with me. Long story short, I absolutely loved Kingdom Hearts. I'm happy you did. Uh, countless hours in borderline obsession as this game, as this was the game that got me through a rough patch in life. A few years later, I rented Kingdom Hearts 2. The way for this game to load and all the fantasies that were going to be ahead of me had a hype train of rolling. The only issue was in five days' time, I was not able to get out of the prologue of Twilight Town with a new cast and not too much of what I loved of the first one. I never touched the game again until I bought 1.5, 2.5 Remix a couple years later, a generation and a half later. Needless to say, I fell in love with it. Once the game transitioned back into the story of Sora, Donald, and Goofy, it was as if I played it for the first time. That is part of what brought me to tears at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. Has this ever happened to you? Has there been a game you played for a bit, didn't care much for, gave it time, and completely loved? What game was it, or what game could that possibly be for you? What game deserved a second chance, given the time? And in regards to the second chances, he wanted to elaborate and say, not talking about games as a service, like Rainbow Six Siege, Dead by Daylight, Sea of Thieves, Destiny, etc. Just games that you didn't get into the first try. So first off, I want to say I think video games are awesome for allowing you to get through rough patches because that, I think, is a thing that happens for everybody. And I also want to say that Kingdom Hearts Twilight Town, really fucking boring. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts won and got fairly far, and I fucking hated being in Twilight Town for like six hours at the beginning. Really boring. Terrible decision if they did that in Kingdom Hearts 2 as well, then fuck them. And I got stuck on a really hard boss in Kingdom Hearts 1, and I never fucking, fucking beat him, so fuck Kingdom Hearts. But anyways, what do you guys think? Uh, are we talking about what we think of Kingdom Hearts? Or the game no, the, the, the actual question. Okay. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I think one that game for me it was probably uh, Legend of Zelda uh, Wind Waker. Um, yeah. This was because I I had bought it. I remember it was. It's odd how I remember it. We were in the store. They had a section of games. It was forty dollars. I remember in particular. It was that exact amount of money, and I was. I want to say it was probably like eight at the time that I bought it. And this was at an age where there wasn't really a huge thing about reviews, and there wasn't really a huge thing about you know watching a game before you buy it and see if you like it so i remember i i bought the game and you know i was excited about it because it was a brand new game and i started playing it and it it's not that i didn't think i would like it but you know i was like oh it's just a zelda game like i wonder what this thing what this thing has to offer and 
it turned from one of those games where it, I could have just been playing it for like an hour a day to I would play it probably for like five hours a day trying to beat this game. Like it was it was yeah. incredible. I'd come home from school or it would be a weekend and I'd just play it all day. It was so fun. Puzzle, it was a fun puzzle game, fun kind of game like that. And I just I absolutely love that game. So um, yeah. yeah, that's a good one, Michael. Do you got one or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, I struggled with finding one because a lot of the times I either will really enjoy it my first playthrough or and if I don't I will just say alright fuck it I lost money and I'm not going back to it uh, one game that I'm pretty sure this happened with I could be just pulling this out of my ass and making this up but I don't think I am is the Far Cry series in general where I remember really liking Far Cry 3 I believe and I played that a metric fuck ton. And then Far Cry 4 came out. And I played it. And I was like, yeah, that's good. And then I put it on the shelf for a while. And then I went back to it. And I was like, I remember why I like Far Cry. Because Far Cry is fucking awesome. Uh, so I think Far Cry was that for me. On 360 originally. Funny part about that is Far Cry 5 came out. And I played it. And I was like, this ain't for me. And that time for me going back has never happened yet. So we'll see if the cycle keeps going. But... Uh, yeah, I think that's Far Cry um, for me. And talking about games that I feel like I should give second chances to, I I really want to give games like Dark Souls and Sekiro more of a shot, but God, are they punishing. <laughs> and like you were talking about earlier where they reset you 20 minutes back if you don't get to a save point. I'm like, fuck this. Like, it just doesn't feel good to me. Where I'm like, all right, cool. I die. Like, the, the idea of beating a boss that... I've been stuck on is really cool to me because I'm like fuck yeah I finally did it, but when I'm when I gotta go find this boss after 20 minutes of walking and then I gotta go kill him and then if I fail I gotta do that 20 minutes over again I'm like all right no I'm sorry but that, that's just a me thing I think but I would like to give those games more of a shot. Michael, what do you think? Um, honestly, I couldn't really think of a time other than you know being younger, playing the older, uh, like, Pokemon on, on Game Boy and stuff. Because um, I'd play them, and I was like, man, I don't even know how to navigate through this thing. I don't have a map. I don't have nothing. I just kind of wandering around looking for Pokemon and shit. Yeah. So I didn't really get it then. And then I bought um, Pokemon, I think, Y for um, the 3DS or my 2DS. Anyway, um, and I liked it. I was like, wow, this is way better than I remember. And they really honestly didn't change much. All they did was change the graphics. I don't think Pokemon changes anything. No. I could be wrong. I don't play them, but I'm pretty sure that's kind of no. like... They really don't. But I, was like, but I was like, man, you know what? I like this. I can keep getting into this. And I've actually been looking into buying Shield. Yeah. So I was like, they're good for people that like them. I, I wish I, that's a game that I wish I could get into. And also Chase and Zelda. I can't get into either of them, and I really wish I could because of how much, you know, fanfare those games both get and people adore both of them. I, I wish I could get into them as much as everybody else does. But thank you, Mr. CC. CC, you're the man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Next up, we got turned down for what? He says the last two games you played are Mission to One. What is it about? 
my games are Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Sea of Thieves. So I guess I'm a Jedi Whoa. pirate. That would be dope. dope. Which sounds really fun, to be honest. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I really want that to be a game now where I, I'm a Jedi pirate. I'm on the sea. As I'm, I, get, I don't know how you dig up treasure. Do you just kind of put a circle with your lightsaber in the floor and you use, use the use force? force. Yeah. That's true, but I guess that wouldn't be fun then. You could just go to an island and be like, all right, force. Give me the treasure, and then it'd come up, and they'd be like, "Oh, right, cool. well, I mean, that'd be cool if you have to go to the area, and then you play like a small cutscene of like you just putting your hand over and the yeah. coming up. That'd be kind of cool. With <laughs> your arms a fucking uh, d- uh, metal detector, where you just go over things, you're like, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, that would be pretty fun. I, I I now want that to be a game. Um, what do you What do you guys? Um, my last two games would be. Star Wars, um, Fallen Order, and um, Need for Speed. So, <laughs> pod racing. Oh hell yeah, dude! <laughs> it's it's like already existing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah pod racing. I think it should just be a bunch of Jedi's in their Jedi outfits, and then all of a sudden they just hop a Ferrari, and they're like, "All right, let's go get some shit done, boys." Yeah, mine's a new pod racing game. Oh, oh, we're we're out we're outrunning the uh, the emperor. That sounds fun. The, or the That's, empire, I should say. That that does sound awesome too, Jason. What about you? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about mine. It's really interesting. So it's Skyrim and yeah. um pub PUBG player unknowns battle. Okay. Right. Now I'm thinking about it. Imagine a battle royale game that is styled like Skyrim. You know, I mean, maybe not an RPG, but you go around and you find weapons and swords that are of higher tier. And I don't know how the gameplay would be, but it's like you all somehow drop in or spawn in an area and you try and kill each other. But it's more medieval versus like Fortnite or PUBG, where it's all modern. That would be dope. You know, fantasy. That would kind of be that'd be kind of cool you know you can find horses to get into zone you know yeah. you got maybe fire that uh starts c- closing towards a certain area versus you know just magical yeah just a fourth field. field to kill yeah i don't know it, it does sound pretty interesting that sounds pretty I, dope this is totally off the cuff and random but i i was looking up on oculus games that i want that are coming out and i was like what games are coming out for it like this year, are people really looking forward to? Apparently, they're doing this like VR battle royale, and that sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. And a really cool idea, and I feel like that's probably the only thing that would get me back into VR or, or uh, fucking battle royales. Unless Halo does one, Halo would get me to do it. I kind of hope they don't, but if they did do it, I probably would still do it. I don't think Halo will. That's I hope not. That's not I, I kind of hope that they don't because yeah. Or if, if it is, then it's going to be a different style game. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But, uh, yeah, Travis, thank you for the question. I appreciate it. And now we got a question from Michael. Michael, do you want to read it? I do. Blizzard, Rockstar, Naughty Dog, Epic Games. One has to go in all their games. Who are you picking? What's your answer? Epic Games. Oh, you you think I agree. <laughs> no. No, you're telling me Gears of War is going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. You can't. You can't. I, the Naughty Dog. Huh? Naughty, God, Naughty, God, Naughty Dog has Last of Us, which yep. I'm sorry, it's better than Gears of War. Okay? 
You can't get rid of Rockstar because it's Grand Theft Auto. No. And GTA is. What the fuck do you mean? No. No. I would totally get rid of Rockstar in a heartbeat. No. Yeah. I mean, Grand Theft Auto, although very fun, you know. Grand Theft Auto started fucking video games, dude. They started the third person. What about Red Dead? Yeah, fuck Red Dead. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, that's right. My bad. Fuck Red Dead. All right. going to be so pissed at me for saying that one. But uh, fuck Red Dead. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. I'm not even a huge fan of GTA either, but I don't know how you can get rid of that and be like, because that would affect all the games that come out after. Uh, I guess. I mean, Whereas Gears of Wars is like, all right, Gears is the only cover-based shooter that fucking is. I don't know. Well, it's, it's hard because I just – I absolutely love Gears of War, Last of Us, and then Blizzard. I just know that Blizzard has good games out there. Overwatch, they did StarCraft. They did a bunch of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I, – I don't, you're dying on this hill, huh? You can't yeah, do it, dude. Definitely rock. Can't. I can't. I there's no way I would ever do Epic Games. Epic Games has to go, dude. No, no. We no. get rid of Fortnite, dude. It'd be gone. Okay, well, true, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Fortnite, although I understand yeah. why people were. But I'm just being a dick. People can like Fortnite. <laughs> That's a tough fun. question because I feel like there's just a lot of arguments and disagreements over that question. Naughty Dog, I don't think you can get rid of it all. Because I feel like Last of Us is like a nearly perfect game. Also, they did Uncharted, which I haven't played, but a lot of people love. I, I'm not a huge fan of Uncharted. Uh, actually, I only I think so. I had I want to say the collection that came out for PS4. Yeah. And I played. I want to say it was the first one because I didn't want to just start. Yeah. Uh, late, but it, I didn't love the first one. It was okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that is a tough question. But Last of Us, special place in my heart for Last of Us. So yeah. I, I can't get rid of Naughty Dog. Also, Rockstar, stop being a bitch and come out with Bully 2. All right? <laughs> fucking do it. I wanted to play Bully so badly, but I remember, I vividly remember as a kid watching wrestling and a commercial for Bully would come on, and I was legitimately scared of the trailer because I was like, I don't know, eight. And I'm like, I don't want to be bullied. Like, this guy's a dickhead. I don't want that to be <laughs> uh, And years later, I was like, damn, Bully would be a cool game to play. And I went back to him like, this game is just so old and doesn't hold up well. Stop being a bitch. Come out with Bully 2. Make a modernized version of Bully. And make it. You know what? While we're at it, go freaking make LA Nor 2. Oh, well, right? you've even finished Eleanor. I remember. I, I've gotten so close to finishing. I remember like, you. Time. You got it. You got me to buy it. I I played it straight through, start to Great finish. Game. It was fantastic. My girlfriend actually loved that game too. She played it start to finish. Fantastic game. Um, yeah, really good. Really very, good. Very good. I especially loved the end part where nothing happened because I don't know. What it would be because I didn't repeat it. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I, I remember on 360, I got super close, and you're like, Vinny, you're going to finish? I'm like, Yeah, I will. Don't worry. I, I didn't even think you got. No, you. I remember there was like different detective areas that you were. So, yeah. first you were, I think, a police officer, and then you were the beginner detective sure. level. I don't. I remember getting to the dude with the tan coat. Yeah, you were. Uh, Vice, I think you just got sure, because, uh, sure. And then I got a little bit past that on PC a couple years ago, and then I was like, "All right, 
this is where it ends, I guess. So, <laughs> unfortunate for sure. Epic Games. I'm sorry. I love Gears, but goodbye, Epic. No, Gears was monumental for me. I love Gears is my game, as as you know. So yeah, I, feel I it. love Gears. I, feel I would miss Gears too, dude. But I'm just gonna say, how often have we played Gears Five? But how, how much did we play Gears 3? Also, Gears 5 isn't epic anyway, anymore. But yeah, uh, how much did we play Gears 3? Yeah. A lot. Yeah, we played it for a long time. And Gears time. 2. Gears 2 for a long time. However, would I have been fine just because Halo 3 was still there? Yeah, I would have. I would have been totally fine. True. Halo 3 would have kept me trucking. And I, <laughs> I, would, I would look on in the past and I'd be like, all right, Halo 3 was still there. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was still there. Great life. Green life. It would just be a little bit. Lo- it would just be a little bit less. Man, those are the. Years. Those are the times, honestly. Those yeah. are like the best years of gaming. Was those two games right there? Those I miss them, dude. Those three. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I remember. I remember it was a mix of Modern Warfare, Halo, and Gears. Like we, we were just revolve around those games. It yeah. was so fun. Yeah, and then a couple single-player games here and there. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Michael, for the question. That was a You're good welcome. question. You got the conversation started. You got Jason pissed at us. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to do another one and pick another four. Goodbye, Gears of War. No, goodbye, Gretchen. Goodbye, Gears. <laughs> we will see you later. All right, now we go on to new games slash DLC announcements. New game, I mean, I guess it's not a new game, but Hunt Showdown, which was popular on PC for a while. I don't know if anyone still plays it, but it's coming to Xbox and PlayStation with crossplay, playing shortly after. I don't know if they put a release date or not. I didn't write it down, so I have no idea. But we got a fair amount of cheap free games out this week slash month, and I want to tell everybody now that PC Game Pass, if you're a first-timer, you get three months for just a dollar. So... I would go do that because that's a pretty damn good deal where you get three months of PC Game Pass for a dollar. And also, I believe if you do this, you can add it on to your – like if you have Game Pass already, you can add it on to that, and it will just combine it and make it Game Pass Ultimate. So Wow. You can can do that now. That's a really good deal. Recommend doing that. A couple games leaving Xbox Game Pass I figured I should let you you guys know about because they don't often have games that leave, but they do this month. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is leaving. The Division, Tomb Raider, Shadow of Mordor, and Saints Row the Third. All these games are actually pretty decent games. Division 1, like, who cares because D2 is already out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is an older game, so I don't know. Tomb Raider 2, you probably have gotten that for free from... Anything because I was playing that, I believe, honestly. Are you? Yeah, well, uh, is that too many? Uh, because I know that first remember the one you let me borrow way back in the day. Yeah. I think that's the one. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't really care about that. Uh, Shadow of Mordor was a really cool game. Saints Row the Third. The cool thing is that they tell you about this in advance, and if you purchase it on Xbox Game Pass, you actually get like a 20% discount. So that's cool. If any of these games are going that you want, uh, pick them up now when you can get them for cheaper. You know, Resident Evil 4 was actually what got me into Resident Evil series. Uh, I've heard things. It was actually really weird. So, a lot of games that I love, my cousin would be playing. So, it was weird. My 
cousin, like, we'd go over to my cousin's house for, like, Christmas, and he'd be playing video games, like, right in the living room on, like, the big TV. Like, it was weird how it was, but he... A little weird. Yeah, but he was playing, like, Halo 3. Like, we would love to just go over and watch him play Halo 3. Um, Resident Evil 4 was one of those games. And so I would go over and watch him play Resident Evil 4. And so then when it came time for me to actually be able to have my own games and stuff like that, I bought Resident Evil 4 and played it through because I loved watching him play it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love video games, dude. Coming this month to PC Game Pass is Children of Morta, Greece, which I got a lot of nominations for, not Game of the Year, but a bunch of Game Award nominations. <clears throat> it's supposed to be really good, so I recommend picking that up. And A Plague Tale Innocence, which was nominated for Game of the Year, I believe. And people really, really like this game. It came out this year, so go pick that up. I'm actually, I'm actually going to go try that, because... That game sounds really cool and interesting to me. Uh, big games updates coming out this week. On January 23rd, remember that PS4 back button attachment we talked about? That's coming out. You can go pick that up, I guess, if you want it. I guess. Sure. We'll do you, dude. Uh, that's January 23rd. Also on January 23rd, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath HD comes to Nintendo Switch. On January 23rd as well, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners comes out, which is a PC VR game. Which I am interested in. I was very excited about that game when I was hearing about it. I'm very interested in it. Uh, also, totally off course, this is uh, totally random now, and I forgot to say this during games I've been playing, because it's not really a game. But I, this past weekend with a friend of ours, went on big screen beta with the Oculus Rift, where you can go watch movies in VR with your friends. And I did that, and it was really fun. Watched Saw 3, and it was spooky as hell. But it, it was really cool. I love doing that shit, dude. I wish more people had VR and would do that because I think that's a really cool way to watch movies with friends. It's really fun. Uh, yeah, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners comes out next week. I'm excited for that. I might pick it up. We'll see. And lastly, on January 24th, the Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC is coming out on Xbox and PlayStation. So if you're a big Kingdom Hearts fan, show. Go pick it up, dude. Let me know what you think. I gotta play the Kingdom Hearts. I really want to play those. They're so very confusing. Yeah. My story makes no sense. My sister was huge into um, Kingdom Hearts, so like I would watch them pretty much and I think it was really cool because it would go through all the Disney um, yeah. things, but in terms of like the gameplay, it was kind of not my thing. So I tried playing through them. But I just didn't really like it too, too much. Not saying that I hate it, but it just wasn't really the game for me. I got really far into Kingdom Hearts 1, but like I said, I got stuck on that boss. I forgot her name. It was like the big... <sighs> Maleficent? Is that what she is? Yeah. The two yeah. little horns? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it was her. And I got stuck on... She like transformed into like a fucking dragon or something. I don't know what the fuck she does. That's what she does. She'd... Okay, so yeah, she transformed into a dragon, and I had to fight that, and I was like, I literally can't do this, because <clears throat> what happened was, I was at a checkpoint right before the boss battle, and I had, like, no potions or anything to heal myself with, and if I wanted to go back, I had to, like, go back an hour's worth of gameplay, I was like, I'm not doing that. So I just kept trying to do it over and over, and I could never do it, and I was like, alright, this is it, I guess. This is my Kingdom Hearts <laughs> I followed my heart. And that's what it brought me to do. That that's a Kingdom Hearts reference. Do you ha do you have them on disc fee? I do. I could let you borrow them. Yeah, dude. I'll let you borrow them. Uh, you're the you're the best. I know, man. I know. 
that's what everyone tells me, you know? Chase is very close to his camera, and I just see his mustache, and that's it. And it's pretty great. Dude, it's, it's actually really weird that I'm guarding. It's not. I'm guarding. It, it, look, I think. it looks real orange on, on camera. Oh, it's red. It's com- like very yeah. red. I get, it, I get it all the time. They're like, that's so weird because I'm not a redhead. I have like brownish blonde hair. Yeah. Blonde hair. And yeah. then, I don't know. It's weird. And let me just say, maybe you guys will be able to see his blonde, red, purple hair at some purple, point. Purple. In the future. <laughs> yeah, we're going to die. We didn't tell you? Yeah. Uh, futuristic. About that. Yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. That's right. Foreshadowing is right. Thank you guys, everyone, for listening to the VIP Gaming Podcast. If you want to find us on our social medias, obviously we're on Facebook, Twitter, yep. Instagram, YouTube, and... Just go to VIPGamingPodcast.com. You can find all that and our podcasts themselves. Guide any of your friends. Just be like, hey, friend, you like video games? Yes, I do love video games. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what you should go listen to? The VIP Gaming Podcast. Oh, that sounds cool. How could I go get that podcast? Well, if you want to see where they're all available, you can just go to the VIPGamingPodcast.com and find all of their social medias there, too. You should seriously follow them on each and every platform. Oh, what? wow, that's great. I can't wait to go home. And yeah. Go to VIPGamingPodcast.com for all your video game news and needs. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm hey. See you next time. Hey,